Hi, my name is Anna Marie Boyd, and you are listening to Moved by Grace Counseling Radio. Happy Monday. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Anna Boyd, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, a registered drama therapist, a registered yoga teacher at the 200 hour, and a PhD candidate in mind body medicine with a specialization in integrative mental health. My podcast is going to supply you just nuggets of information regarding innovative and somatic approaches to mental health treatment. In just 10 minutes each episode, we're going to learn about topics such as creative therapies, neuroscience and play, mind-body connection, and alternative approaches to psychotherapy. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into the topic of the day. The topic of the day is mentalization. I've alluded to this concept before, but today we're going to talk about what mentalizing is, how to recognize it, and how it can really help to improve the quality of the relationship you have with yourself and with others. I've really shared this before, but the past program that I worked for, it was called Ellenhorn. I worked on a packed uh, private assertive community treatment team in New York City. And that program was rooted in mentalization-based treatment. And the current hospital that I work, I've worked for for the past three and a half years or so finds its philosophy in the same keystone concept. So having a better understanding of this idea has really, really helped me all as a therapist and as a clinician, but also as a friend, as a partner, and a family member. So mentalization fosters secure attachments, not only with yourself, but with others. So attachment theory is a really helpful exploration that I'm going to consider and break down with you in another episode. But for now, we're just going to focus on this concept of mentalizing and why it's integral for healthy relationships. So mentalizing is like a pause button for assessing and understanding behavior, again, of self and others as a direct response to our emotional experience in the world. So John C. Allen Um, shared this notion that, simply put, mentalizing can be summed up in the following. You are mentalizing when you are aware of what's going on in your mind or someone else's. So I'm going to just break this down and provide a really simple, simplistic example of the basic sense of mentalizing. So, for example, imagine you are at the park. You see a woman who is struggling to walk a dog. This dog is not the best walker. It is really strongly pulling on the leash and you can just tell she's using all her might. And you see this woman, she has a really furrowed brow. Her face is really tense. And this is the initial moment of mentalization, right? You might sense that she could be frustrated or maybe even a little angry because her dog is not behaving. The dog then pulls the leash out of her hand and you see the panic ensue. She starts running, freaking out, making noises. Here, you're mentalizing that she is scared for her dog's safety. Oh my gosh, that must be so terrifying. There's a road, like what do we do? You might be also sharing that feeling of panic. So then you see somebody 
up ahead of her who sees the event taking place, catches the dog and brings it back to the woman. And she proceeds to hug this unforeseen stranger who just saved her dog. And here you're mentalizing that she is grateful and relieved. So just in this example, you have put yourself in the shoes of this woman. You're really seeing the world um, through what she's experiencing and imagining what she might be feeling emotionally. So mentalizing with others and ourselves is really powerful because it helps us to make sense of behavior. Mentalizing is the constant intentionality of keeping minds in mind, whether it is our own or the minds of others. So mentalization requires creativity, improvisation, and imagination. It's often, weirdly enough, a learned skill for us to practice projecting our own experience and interpretation onto others and putting our minds in their shoes. Imagine how they might be feeling in response to the same scenario. So another really important element of mentalizing is the idea that is actually a form of mindfulness. I'm sure you've heard the idea of taking time to respond rather than to react. For example, before you raise your voice and snap at your partner for being late to a planned event, take a few breaths, ground yourself, understand the events of what happened, and then respond. So easier said than done, right? Think about the other person's story, narrative, that they also, maybe they're frustrated or feeling ashamed that they took too much time running errands and it made them late and they were not punctual. Or here's another example. Before you storm into your boss's office and demand that you have a smaller workload, this is too much, think about why they might have assumed that this was an acceptable amount of work for you. Have you ever said no to more work? Have you ever told them before that you're feeling overwhelmed? Or did it finally just force you into an emotional break and now you want to respond out of desperation that you can't do this? So those are just a couple of examples of where it would be our initial reaction to get right to want to react to feelings, strong feelings that we're having, um, but instead to manage those strong feelings before then incorporating our experience into someone else's um, and just having a clear idea of, okay, how might my behavior, right, my behavior impact how this person feels. So I'm going to share just a few examples of scenarios where mentalizing is really necessary, really integral. So these are really common. Um, clearing up when you have an argument or misunderstanding with a friend um, or calm, comforting a friend who's in distress regardless of whether it's from a breakup or um, conflict with someone else. Like you really have to get into the uh, shoes of that person to think why might they be in distress and like really it's, it's a form of empathizing too. Um, other examples, um, maybe developing strategies to refrain from overeating or developing strategies to develop a plan for exercising, really understanding why you might be missing some of that internal motivation or that you're feeling overwhelmed when you rush to the pantry and that helps to calm your emotions. So really, that's mentalizing with yourself, right? 
Um, calming down, oh, this one's so hard for me. Calming down a child who might be having a tantrum. Calming down, okay, an adult who might be having a tantrum. Um, okay, these are interesting too. Persuading an employer to maybe give you a promotion. Um, describing symptoms and problems to a doctor or maybe even a psychiatrist. Um, proposing to enter a relationship with them. All of these things are making decisions and keeping in mind, holding in mind how we are impacting the experience of the other person on the other side. So I hope that these um, tips and facts helps you to just get a broader understanding of mentalizing and that you hold that in mind as you move throughout this week that your behavior, your thoughts, what you share with others really impacts the person on the other side of the line. And to just notice if your behavior and their behavior is kept in mind. Um, So again, not to change anything, just to increase awareness around that over the next week and send me your reflections or your responses after incorporating more mentalizing this week. Uh, Maybe it helps you to de-escalate before entering into really hard conversations. Um, I will continue, I think, a series at some point on mentalizing of like different ways to do it, different scenarios where you might not realize it's uh, so important. So hopefully this just gave you a broad understanding of what it is. And I look forward to seeing you on the podcast next week and have a wonderful October.